Welcome to the 10th episode of the National Institute for Gamer Reviews, Gamer Core. I am DK. I'm Lewis, and modders have removed me in post for a more efficient listening experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to uh, Namaste November, my dudes. Um, yeah, we, we thought it would be a good chance in the kind of run-up to the uh, Black Friday holiday um, release season to kind of take stock and, and take a look at sort of all the... Um, stuff coming up there's been some interesting developments and and um yeah although i will say it's interesting i think you know we've said this a bunch and it's obviously not there's a lot of people saying this but i mean is there anything noteworthy really being released this year i mean i remember there was a time not i mean for for 10 15 years at least where like it wasn't even just it wasn't just you know oh this year's uh call of duty which of course we talk a little bit about vanguard in a second but um, it wasn't just the kind of yearly updates to the to the yes. Well, was, so, but is there like an Assassin's Creed this year? Is there? A, I don't think so. I know yeah. Ubisoft made a deliberate decision. Um, There's a, a Far Cry ago. this year. I think the Far Cry, Far Cry the, which oh, that's also worth. Yeah. Did, did you see this about the Far Cry? Which thing? There's a lot of them. the email thing. No. Oh no. You have to, you have to get. So get yeah, we we should just we should just jump right into it. So um. So apparently, I guess, uh, in order to be playing Fallout, uh, sorry, uh, Far Cry. Six on your PC, you have to activate with Ubisoft, which is neither here nor there. But that means giving them an email address. And so there've been a bunch of emails going around, um, like screenshots of emails, because I didn't, I mean, I'm not, anyway, of people who like played Far Cry 6 for a couple hours, you know, three, four hours, maybe completed one or two, you know, little map painting objectives, uh, and then quit the game, essentially, like stopped playing for a while. And so they're getting emails from Ubisoft in the voice of the dictator on the island, like, oh, you you know, thank you for letting me run rampant on this island. I really appreciate that you're giving me a free hand to do all my evil plans. Uh, you know, only you've only played for eight hours? That's that's nothing. Like, you should do way better than that. <laughs> and, like, shaming, shaming people. Does it play Arriva Espana? Yeah, background? right. I don't know. The... <laughs> or Face the Sun? Well, what we... <laughs> What, what what people are i mean the thing is it's not um it's not uh how to say uh i think at this point people kind of know what they're gonna get out of a out of a far cry game i mean it's what they're, they're in a lot of the same kind of traps that um that pretty much every other big franchise is in where like on the one hand you can't um deviate from the formula yeah they're in a weird spot because they're doing this thing where it's so far cry has always been if nothing it's been over the top but self-serious in the same kind of breath and the new one seems to have maybe left a lot of that self-seriousness to just go full over the top like there's 
custom guns that shoot vinyl discs. And like there's right, right, right. Yeah, with they've, this, this they've, is, they've yeah. embraced like a, a more cartoonish aspect. Yes, when like there was always there's always been a very like kind of sincerity to Far Cry. Uh, that this one seems to lack for sure. Um. Yeah, there. Well, there was a. What was it? This was a. I, I don't normal. I haven't read Penny Arcade in years, and then I saw there was news that the um, Penny Arcade Exposition South was canceled this year and probably and, and forever, basically. Um, it seemed to be downscaling. I don't know. That's a whole other topic of like that whole. War, I mean that 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 actually, as a side note, maybe a side note on a side note, but whatever is um kind of what ultimately got me involved in this in this thing because uh, I used to read Penny Arcade pretty frequently I was pretty much a regular reader and um they had an article at one point that was um I think I told this story before but it was basically like about some game that came out that was like uh like a it was some kind of vagina thing for like some kind of women's thing I don't even remember exactly but they they and the people there was this whole blow up over like the association of vaginas with women because you know not all women have vaginas and this would have been in like 2013 or 2014 something like that um, and I was like, what the fuck are you, I, I, I was just floored. I just didn't even know, like, I just had no point of reference for, for like what these people were even talking about. And, um, and of course, like the, that whole community ended up going down, like tripling down the, uh, the, the Penny Arcade Exposition Twitter account that I saw this news on was, um, still in the, uh, in the pride colors. I guess they just never changed it from, <laughs> from June. It's now November. I've seen pride flags up in, in, you know local area redacted uh like people put shit up in june that's just still there so i guess that's just now the flag for like a certain class of people i appreciate it as a statement of apathy <laughs> yeah but, like I'm not, i don't care enough to take it down yeah like this is i live in america it's it's basically always appropriate you know it's like <laughs> no i no i agree yeah. with that but i just i the, the the noteworthy aspect of it to me was like people put it's interesting because in previous years sometimes you would see pride flags you know on online and and even in the real world um go up in june and then come down in july this year they just stayed up well yeah cuz like what do you do replace with replace with an american flag <laughs> yeah, right. like or nothing i mean you yeah know. like but anyway so i saw this I, I i saw this new little bit of little tidbit of news on on penny arcade exposition and um I was like, oh, I haven't checked out on, I haven't looked in on Penny Arcade in like forever. I wonder what's going on. And they had actually a pretty on-point comic. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, basically, it's it's uh, the character goes, I just got an email from Ubisoft saying I didn't play Far Cry 6 enough, like it's my fault. I know how to use Photoshop too. I'm going to send them an email. Uh, Hello, Ubisoft. I want to thank you for making a completely forgettable Far Cry and then trying to shame me for not liking it. It saved me a bunch of time, Gabe. And then it has like this Photoshop thing. It's a... Uh, pretty clever it's like 100 percent dumb map fucking shit in far cry 6 i've already done before like a million fucking times yes bizarre animal cruelty minigame for some reason 0.0 compelling or moderately unique concepts <laughs> yeah I, far cry is it's it's probably like actually okay but i think far cry you need to play it like knowing accepting it's flaws. Well, the other thing about Far Cry, I think, or, or uh, games generally, is um, the power curve. It's like games are typically much more interesting when you're just starting out and you have to make um, uh, really tough trade-off decisions and, and really, you know, get, you know, also you're typically not that familiar with the mechanics, but even if you are, it's just typically a much more interesting problem when it's like you're, you know, you have a, a knife between your teeth and a rock in your hands and you're assaulting 
the enemy base and that's literally yeah. literally it right and then you get all these fancy toys and more hit points or whatever as the game goes on and it's like and the best part of far cry is always the levels where you have no we need to have no guns to take away all your right. stuff and you gotta like right. stab a guy and take his shitty ak and- exactly i i was actually uh so i was i was um going back over uh, i wanted to to um maybe we could transition a little off that for for in a, in a minute but yeah i i was uh I was thinking about doing um, an episode on time loop games, or because there's a there's a bunch of them that have come out recently. Um, it, it's a it's an it's an interesting um, mechanic. I think it works in a lot of ways. It works with the medium really well. It plays to the strengths of of what video games are and how they work. Because uh, you could tell a story. There are there can be some narrativity to it, but almost by definition, it's not going to be the focus. Um, so I'm talking games like Outer Wilds, which I, I recently played and I just had an bl- absolute blast. Not to be confused with the Outer Worlds. Uh, this is like a <laughs> this is a funny. Um, no, the Outer Worlds is the what? Uh, it's not. It's is it Obsidian? Obsidian, yeah. Obsidian it's RPG. The, it's the um, it's the basically the New Vegas in space thing, but with like lesbians and shit, right? Eh, I, mean, I don't know. In well, so much, we'll, it's I'll, like I'll, a, it's sure a I'll play video it. game made in 2018. We'll, we'll do, so. Right, we'll do it and I'll, I'll I'll play it at some point. But no, Outer Wilds was I think 2019, and then they they recently released some DLC that's it's uh actually quite scary and good um about like space exploration it's like a, a there's a there's a you're exploring the solar system and then the sun explodes and it keeps happening over and over again and you're kind of trying to piece together what happened and why and maybe how to stop it if you can um but then uh what was it arcane just came out with death loop um which is i haven't played it but and i but i i'm kind of was put off by some of the marketing but it's been oh uh, yes the idris elba game right <laughs> Right. That's all I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of Blake acts. Um, I only saw the one because I only saw but, that. But one. it's like front yeah. and center. Yeah, I don't yeah. actually know how many there are, but it's like front yeah. and center. I just saw Idris Elba, or not like whatever, or just supposed to be Idris Elba. You know, right, right. He's playing Idris Elba playing this character. The thing is, I actually quite like Arcane. That's where I was going with this. Would initially I like Idris Elba too. Right. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and um and and um, but that struck me as a uh. uh basically a fully fleshed out version of of their of their mechanic in moon crash which was their dlc for the prey 2017 um which like prey 2017 i also quite liked it i got weirdly negative reviews or maybe middling reviews i i really liked it if you're into immersive sims you know like deus ex etc um check it out if you haven't already and and, and it's probably worth doing but it would definitely be worth doing moon crash as part of this um because it was it, moon crash dlc was was um was uh essentially this similar kind of thing of like things happen in a sequence you have 20 minutes to kind of solve the loop and the same events kind of happen over and over again um and so you have it becomes a um about kind of like figuring out the right things to do in the right order given the the way things are going to play out uh there's also have you heard of lemnus gate no i'm i'm super curious it's basically it's like a competitive first person shooter with a time loop the idea being so it's like you go like you you run and maybe you kill someone in one loop but in the second loop you can do stuff to like prevent yourself from getting killed which means so in other words even after you quote unquote get killed your character continues as a ghost so like if you don't get if you if you get killed or even kill yourself there can be benefit to like killing yourself as you can imagine strategically in certain runs um that like like you you your character continues as a as a ghost even if you've been killed and then if you prevent yourself from getting killed then your ghost actions become real in a subsequent loop so it's all about kind of managing simultaneous things happening and figuring out you know and then of course countering your your opponent's thing i haven't I haven't played it but it got some good reviews and, and it's again a part of this kind of time loop mechanic and keeping track of kind of multiple simultaneous 
um, realities. Anyway, um, so I was looking back. I was like, oh, I haven't, you know, I, I, I got Dishonored 2 on sale forever ago. never played it. And I was looking back and I saw that Dishonored was also, and I, there was like one little bit of DLC that I didn't have, which was some like stupid, stupid starter pack um, where they give you a bunch of resources at the start of the game. Uh, Dishonored, of course, being another arcane title. And I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, so much of the fun of Dishonored and those kind of, and Deus Ex and all these kind of games is like, especially in that early part where you're behind the power curve and you don't have any resources, but then you can pay money or get it as like a special edition to have like just a bunch of weapons and yeah, armor. Yeah, so I was on, playing you know? Bioshock Infinite for the show in theory to do an episode later. Yeah. And I got that. I have like I got it on Switch, so I have the right. the, the f- definitive whatever you know, wonderful platinum Nintendo approved edition. And you get like an hour in, and you go into this room, right? And they give you a bunch, and of they just dump stuff, dump on, money, and and dump, various, yeah, I have all the money upgrades, yeah. uh, gun, you know, like the the gun upgrade, like it's like, uh. <laughs> right? And then it puts you in a weird position because on the one hand, like, well, do I deliberately not take? this or you know yeah. it's like some kind of effort to preserve it's weird it's weird and it speaks to the weirdness of like the how to say the um the design that goes into it it's like you would think and i'm sure it's true that as a designer you're thinking okay i want this encounter to go this way i want you to this is what i want you to be feeling thinking experiencing as especially a, in like a bioshock type thing where it's, right it's like i want you to be stressed out fighting this guy in this way because of this right and then but but then i guess there's some players that don't want the difficulty but also don't want to play on easy or something i don't know like who yeah. is it even really for it's weird it's kind of unsurrow whores it a little bit it's very strange and and i i what i i don't know i haven't um i haven't really played that many or, or that many new new releases within the past couple of years so i don't know my 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 instinct though is to say i don't think that struck me as that was something that they were doing like um you know pre-order day one release to, to quote-unquote reward early adopters frequently. Like, I think this this pack that I mentioned for Dishonored was uh, originally only available if you pre-ordered the game, and then at some point they allowed you to pay money in excess of whatever you paid for it. Um, I haven't seen too many of that stuff. I think it's mostly, like, I mean, I guess the, the, the quote-unquote new releases these days are mostly, you know, free-to-play-ish type stuff. Um, so it's mostly going to be cosmetic skin type stuff anyway, it's not going to be stuff that makes the single player game less interesting and exciting. Yeah. But you get like, why would you make a special weapon and not let all the players use it? It, it you, well, there's you, that too. It's like, of it's, course. Very, yeah. It's very dumb. It's point. very yeah. dumb. It's very dumb. And, and, um, yeah, it's weird. I guess it's, it's just another example of these, um, uh, so many of the, problems with the industry come down to monetization or like the ways in which um which which is a great segue to our yeah yeah, to something we want to discuss which is uh marquis de posad at acc accz bit bit on on twitter who's a i don't think he's like our guy but he's like adjacent enough to our doing like the post leftist it's like the amy therese bit but he's even like less convincing (laughs) well no he's like doing it's like oh yeah like He's also Polish, I think, which which gives a, like he's like I think he's a like like ethnically Polish living in Poland. Really, I believe that would so. make maybe. I mean, like he seems like he winks at us harder than any other guy. Like he's he's yeah. I mean he's he's close enough that, that you know the, when things pop off, the, the enemy will consider him one of us. So yeah, whatever. No, like yeah, and they hate him. Like but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. 
but he does a great job of exposing just the absurdity and the irrationality yeah. of of um of leftoid takes and 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 produces good content on his own so anyway if you're still on twitter or, or even if you aren't if you occasionally stop by he's a great account actually you will probably have already been shown him because yeah probably. he's not algorithm banned at all yeah which is interesting and it is interesting. makes me more skeptical whatever it's a good, <laughs> whatever. It's a good thread yeah, so yeah. he has a great he had a great thread very recently on um on the development of the Battlefront series, uh, Battlefield rather, sorry. Although Battlefront yes. was yeah, Star Wars later, and and the relationship between the Battlefield series and um, mods, especially to, well, to and also like mods. generational, yes, uh, say call it like com- computer familiarity. I think the biggest part of that is because we get we get the mod, mod thing is that there is like a disparity in tech between millennials and Zoomers for sure like tech proficiency. Did you see this thing where Zoomers don't know what a what a file like what what a file is? No like file folders. I've seen were... Zoomers not knowing as a Zoomer. I mean I know this because I was had like only because I was taught this in computer class and like in school in time redacted like yes. what the what the save button actually is like that's a that that, that symbol doesn't mean oh, the save. floppy disk yeah, yeah. it's still a floppy disk and like people like yeah like what the fuck is a floppy well disk? no it's just like well it's just the universal save file yes of save. course that just means save yeah, yeah now it's, it's the save symbol you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. okay the square with the little chip off the corner yeah it means save <laughs> oh my god I had uh, seen that one, and I believe that 100. percent yeah like, no I, I totally well no there was on on that similar on a similar kind of note there was a um uh, uh this thing was like basically I, it was some kind of com- it was i don't know if it was a computer it was some kind of professor i, I i'd have to track it down and it does it doesn't really matter that much but basically she was saying that um zoom like the the, the idea of organizing files in file systems and folders that they, they don't they don't know what to do with that like they were i guess she was in hand, she was handing out people pdfs or something and it's like a you know or like sending out pdfs as part oh of and it. they were asking for i think i just hey can you send me that again because they would open it they would it, open it, and they didn't and exactly and they didn't understand like the file was actually saved locally on their phone yeah they thought it was it's not showing email. up on their phone or even on their computer as like a thing like they yeah. have no way of under, they don't understand like oh this actually go in a goes in a download folder and the download folder is under the root folder mm-hmm. in the in the mounted disk. Like no, they just have no reference for any of that. Um, so that I was like, okay, well, there. I mean, but but to some extent, that's um, just a result of like they're growing up in this walled garden that well, Apple it's just, has created for them, right? Not just Apple. I think it's just GUIs in general. People have been really yeah. spoiled. I ran into this when I was like <laughs> in the war, when you would use because all the systems obviously have a GUI, so you can use this thing right. in the field. But generally, certain amount of lowest bidder, certain amount of prototype. These things have all been kind of prototypes in certain ways. Sure. And I don't even see what they do, but you the the thing works as its function in the GUI just fine. But when you need to export data off this thing, there was probably only a few guys in the area <laughs> that could handle like, right. all right, you got to go into console commands, or yeah, right. you got to go deep into the. So all these kinds of I, files. I basically never learned command line past you know CD dir level type stuff. Maybe you know minuses for things, and that even that yeah. is like more than probably ninety nine percent of. So they started giving these things, these software pieces and technology with the GUI with like breakdown, like line by line, and had a open folder, save as, export to yeah CD, and they still couldn't do it. They would just have somebody. They would just grab me because I I would just do you know like it's <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah, I think there's going to, like, GUIs make your people. Zoomers actually are like not. 
they actually have more talents in certain areas where you they can absorb a lot of information very quickly as a result of like not knowing any of the back end stuff. Yeah. And they can understand all of it in a way that like maybe wouldn't be as comprehensible. Like you can get a lot of pings on a thing and you'll people understand it. Yeah. But I think it's it's like a it's like a, a lot very wide, not very deep kind of thing with mm-hmm, technology mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I people are experts within their GUIs, you know, but as soon as the GUI gets shipped away or Good. breaks and GUIs break all the time. Thank you. I'd like to thank the nation of India for <laughs> just ruining every GUI for the last, what, 20 years. Please, sir, please do, uh, yeah. do the needful. Uh, please to stack overflow. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, now it's slower and now the buttons don't work. Right, right, uh, right. Well, speak, okay, so speaking of wall gardens, Boeing 787. Actually... <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's how, uh, that's how Marquis de Posad starts this, this thread. He notes, um, one good example of how the walled garden approach to software ends up fucking over everyone is video game mods, specifically in the case of EA slash dice slash battlefield. Modern day dice is where it is and what it is because of a single mod for their very first game, Battlefield 1942, which was actually really fun at the time, at least. I don't know how it would play now, but I, I played 1942 when it came out and had a blast rolling around uh, Pacific Islands and shit just in a in an airplane and it was a lot of fun anyway um and i never actually played this mod which uh makes sense i guess but um i am talking of desert combat a total conversion mod for battlefield 1942 total conversion meaning it changes the bat the base game to such a massive extent that the two might as well be two different games but with similar mechanics think half-life and counter-strike or warcraft 3 in defense of the ancients um did you ever play desert combat no yeah me no. neither i this unlocked like old memories on Reddit, like of guys talking about doing stuff in Battlefield that I knew wasn't possible right. with base Battlefield. Yeah, and I and but I just took it as read back then. It's like oh whatever, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do the submarine shit or whatever or whatever. It's like oh okay, that's what this was. So I know people who, who played it, uh, but I don't. I never. I mean, I didn't have a gaming PC growing up sure, or, sure, or any sure. kind of yeah uh, until relatively relatively late. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, I had a parent's work PC that could play like the backyard baseball stuff. You know, I couldn't like play game. You couldn't play right. games on it. You could play. Sure. Right. Kids, right, right. kids games were an interesting yeah. phenomenon that also doesn't really quite seem to exist quite as much. No, no. like math blaster and shit. Yeah. Or, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? Pajama Sam, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, total conversion. I mean, that's, uh, obviously where he's going with this and, 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 you know, we'll get more into it in a, in a second, but is, is, um, in a way, even just the phenomenon, like the fact that you could do a total conversion, um, which is sort of the context for this thread, but he doesn't go so much into it, but yeah, like it, there was a time, believe it or not, uh, where developers would not only kind of wink and nod or look the other way or not care, um, to, with what you did with the with the with the game, but would actively promote it, and in some some cases it was in fact a um, like a selling point for the title. I remember this especially with I think Warcraft three. It was it was because Warcraft two was released before there was a whole lot of this. There was some, um, but but in the interim there had been a bunch of, of development, and, and and when Blizzard released Warcraft three, it was like. Okay, we're also handing you not just like map creation tools, but essentially the, the, the software development kit and access to the to the guts and the internals of the game. And you can basically do whatever, you know, go ham, go do whatever you want. 
and people responded and and the um and there was a lot of like the sales of warcraft 3 where it was a selling point for the game it's like yeah we have this campaign yeah you can play multiplayer but basically you can play any game you want that someone makes or you can make your own um just using this engine and that was in the era where like length was a big like as part of like the old the old ign rating system of like sound like innovation like like the like the like the what is like the twenty point scoring system of IGN? Right. Yeah. One of like, them. One of them was like length. How because, long is this game? Because how much, yeah. bigger was because actually when like of course bigger was better in that. And now I think there's kind of an embarrassment of riches, and you can do a tighter, shorter experience. And also the, the demographics older, which helps. Yeah, and the people but have like, less time. I'm but length was a, and, and especially if you're doing a very like a not a walled garden, but like a very curated, not kind of more curated experience of a shooter, like or a strategy game your length may get capped at like 16 hours and that gets you a, a four on the IGN scale of right. length. But if you say, and there's all this other stuff you can play forever in theory, you can kind of... Yeah, no, exactly. It's sort of like an... It was, it was games as a service in a... The idea of games as a service is like you, you, you buy the game and there's always stuff for you to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's kind of like that, but before the concept was even there and, and importantly, obviously not not monetized in that kind of a way. Like I think with games as a service, there's, there's different models. Sometimes there's a subscription fee, but obviously that's very, very much not, um, I mean, that's just frowned upon more commonly have a battle pass, which amounts to a subscription fee or like, or, you know, whatever destiny, I guess they have regular, uh, quote expansion packs, which are pretty much just, you know, you, again, de facto subscription fee, um, or you have cosmetics. Um, with this, there was essentially none of that. This was also in an era before microtransactions. Also, you could like make your own cosmetics. Well, that's the which thing. Is really interesting. You still, well, that well, that's where this all goes yeah. wrong, right? As as uh, as the marquee will will get to in a second. So yeah, he says, <clears throat> "Desert Combat is basically top five in the most influential games you've probably never heard of. It took the usual World War II fare of the time into a first Iraq War setting, as in the one before the War on Terror, and proved that multiplayer shooters like that were viable." People will say, what about Delta Force, etc.? But Desert Combat was the first pure multiplayer Modern Warfare shooter. I will say I enjoyed Del- Delta Force uh, was an interesting game. I don't, it's, pro- it's probably a lesser known title, especially these days. I um, I quite enjoyed it, but I only ever played the single player campaign. Um, I don't think I ever really played got into it. Was also, that was, yeah, anyway, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, there were earlier, it was also voxel based. It was not polygon based. Um, that was like a selling point, in fact, at the at the time. At the time like, yeah. It's a voxel engine. Um, which is true. It actually really, on. I mean, you have to imagine this was a time before 3D accelerators, GP, what we would now call GPUs. <laughs> Jesus, I'm dating myself. Anyway, yeah, uh, we're not super well, super common. Um, like back in those days, back in those days, you didn't even necessarily have a sound card. Um, uh, and if you did, it might have been you know a 16 bit sound blaster or something. And then, and it was separate. You didn't. You had a sound card that was going to be separate from your motherboard. You had a. You had whatever it was that was pushing your graphics was not going to be capable of rendering 3d graphics that's where you know the voodoo original 3d effects voodoo chip came in um but that was still very very uncommon um you know and quite expensive especially at the time so uh one of the cool things about delta force was that it was basically it was running off your cpu rather explicitly rather than um or you, you didn't see that much of a performance gain um with the with a 3d chip because it was using voxels and so it ran smooth for the time. It looks like ass now, but what doesn't? Anyway, 
Uh, Desert Combat is the direct ancestor of Battlefield 2, which is basically just a souped-up version of Desert Combat. As such, it is the direct ancestor of most popular mainline Battlefield games, 3, 4, and so on. The reason it is the direct ancestor of the critically acclaimed Battlefield 2 is that upon the success of Desert Combat, DICE acquired the studio that made it. To this day, they form the core of modern DICE, basically. Uh, what's not to like? A bunch of people whose dream is to work for you, who know the ins and outs of your tech, and need practically no onboarding. They basically made the prototype of your next series-defining blockbuster game for free. The value proposition is genuinely insane. Literally everyone gets what they want. Unfathomably massive amounts of value rain on everyone. There's a good chance DICE would never have become the behemoth it is today if they hadn't just thrown their SDKs, that software development kits, out there and let people have a go at it however they want. There were many other mods, many of them abortive or throwaway joke ones, but also other massive successes, like a Star Wars total conversion called Galactic Conquest, which would later inspire the Star Wars Battlefront games, among others. They actually keep that. There's homages to that in the... Even into this day, or I don't know if the newest Battlefronts, but the Battlefront had homages. Battlefront Two, uh, yeah. No, but one, yeah, they like the yeah. the what is it the what's that actually called them like the, the galactic fighting over the galaxy mode is right. called Galactic, galactic Conquest. Conquest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so basically, Battlefield 1942 mods made entirely for free caused a cumulative several billion dollars in sales, and that's just directly, not including the studios they saved, created, breathed new life into, the genres they spawned or revived, etc. Genuinely priceless. So how is, in light of everything I just told you, the Battlefield modding community doing? Surely DICE, their core team remembering how they started out, would dote on them like a mother hen. Surely EA, who made one gorillion dollars off their efforts for free, would embrace them. LMAO, no, it's fucking 100% stolen, cold, dead, killed off by design. SDKs closed due to DLC. Yes, DLC. Most game developers killed off their modding communities because they got paranoid about free mods competing with their DLC. Saturn DMCAing his son, and he has a, a picture cut out of this famous. Who's the artist on on this? I forget the. Um, Ooh. It it don't matter, but um, yeah, of, of Saturn, you know this. Uh, it's, no, it's not El Greco. Who is it? I've seen it. In real life, I'm pretty sure too. Goya, yeah, yeah. It was Spanish. It was, it was, it was Spanish, yeah. yeah. Goya, um, yeah. So this is a very famous, very creepy um, uh, pic- painting of of uh, Saturn, Saturn devouring his son. Yes. So the garden walls go up. Nobody gets to play with the tech anymore. Tech becomes a one-way consume things, and those who could have created entire new genres and worlds get reduced to buy DLC or no buy DLC because a bunch of shareholders got paranoid. This is why my ostensible dunking on Zoomers for their tech illiteracy isn't some value judgment about how they're dumb and lazy or whatever. They're not. They're being actively blocked from any opportunity by those who once took these risks but are now old and afraid. And then he's responding to someone has a comment that's a great um, point related to what we were saying earlier. 100% same thing true for a StarCraft 1, Warcraft 3's custom map scene invented multiple entire game genres that became AAA commercialized spin-off industry Defense of the Ancients, Tower Defense, etc. Uh, and, and then he points out, uh, Marquis does, that Warcraft 3 is an excellent example because of the recent abortive Warcraft 3 Reforged, where the main quote-quote-quote innovation quote-quote-quote was an EULA update laying legal claim to intellectual property of all mods made for it, a move of pure greed and fear of missing out. 
so yeah, if you make and if you make anything for Warcraft three in their mod system, they Blizzard owns it one hundred percent, and you never get to see a dime. Um, all other updates to the game were basically just a booster to deliver the EULA payload, which was essentially just saying, I don't care if you created this for free and created massive value out of nowhere. I will own basically all of it, else it will never be allowed to exist. Pure paranoia, greed, and fear of missing out on another Dota. Modders heard the message clearly and proceeded to not give a shit about Warcraft 3 Reforged. It's basically a dead game now, not even two years later. Meanwhile, StarCraft Remastered spared such bullshit going strong. I can't attest to that. I'm, I don't know if StarCraft... Well, I can attest to... I think what he... I don't think he... <clears throat> I mean, I'm not sure how aware he is it, but aware of it he is, but like... Arma is... I've never played... Oh, yeah. I've never played the base, main baseline yeah. Arma in my life yeah. and probably never will. But it has so many good mods, yeah. 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 But like when I and that and that spawned the the zombie thing. Yes, Daisy, which was literally acquired by right Arma by Bohemian Interactive, and uh, and the I, if I don't didn't Player Unknown's Battleground start as an Arma mod too? I believe so. I believe it did. It yeah. it spun out a launcher pretty quick though. Like, right, but it yeah. began life yeah, yeah, as yeah. an Arma mod. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's another two examples yeah. of this, right? and like massive value and <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, like I've never played an Arma game. Where I was like, actually, I did once and it sucked. Um, I was like, all right, so wh- hey, hey, guys, <laughs> what 10 mods do I need? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the, right. if you could please send me like a, you know, and the, and, the, and of course, they, they're very, the launcher for armor is beautifully accommodating for all that stuff. Well, I mean, they know, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I we, we, we had this take before, we were discussing it a little bit off air, and, and I know we'll, we'll develop it, the point more, um, later but um again if you think of a game as an instrument um a video game is like a kind of like a, almost like a musical instrument um then like the best instruments can be played in all sorts of different ways right i mean it makes a certain amount of sense that like if if, if the if the fundamental design is sound and and you know entertaining and 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 hits the right notes um then you can sort of you know mod that instrument right you can you can modify it you can you can play with it you can make it make sounds that it wasn't necessarily designed to make but it was designed to be modified to be able to make right and and uh and so you see there's a lot of um because i mean i i can't i can't i can't really speak to arma i i hear the um the paid DLC campaigns are pretty good. So they do this thing with Arma where it's kind of like a detente between because they're, they're not they they fully endorse the modders, right? But they do expect you to buy their DLC, right? And the majority of mods that I've interacted with, like all the big ones at least, expect required they required de- yeah certain, uh, DLC. certain DLC to the point where I think Paradox does a certain same similar thing too, right? With their like you have to have X Y Z updates to their base game in order for you don't have to have them, but the modders, expe- right? It, it, yeah. Uh, uh, the models will incorporate stuff from the, will are, are incentivized or yeah. do they incorporate stuff from from these new yeah? And because the the new things do like the it also makes their expansion packs like worth it because they they're forced to appeal to modders in terms of like adding in systems or tow missiles or whatever you know whatever thing that want added. Um, and no, I mean, and also like Arma is a great system by itself. And uh, I what it does, it does I think require it requires a lot of tweaking to get it just right. 
or you're just like running up a hill and getting shot from you don't know where you know base armor suck like sucks base armor can't <laughs> armor campaigns are like really bad even the the paid ones you're saying or i'd find them interesting almost okay. unplayable interesting um, but anyway yeah so so um but clearly the underlying system is well designed yes right? yes in that and age. and and there's a lot of room for for people to do really awesome shit and they do really awesome shit and we see the fruits of that um yeah so so uh i i just i just find it yeah it, it's it's true and and sorry go minecraft on. also oh yeah definitely like the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of right, like right, right, uh right, right. yeah because now you can, if you play Minecraft, even on a console, you can like download the oil paint color palette, all that stuff. That's the between. Remember, I remember when all that like, hey, I got the oil paint mod, mod, or yeah, yeah, or whatever. All these like all the reskins that are now sold as products. Yeah, we're all well. Consoles are always going to be in a kind of weirder space, right? I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're by definition going to be walled gardens. Um, maybe we should explain the con- the concept yeah, th- a little I bit. Think people get it. People get it. All right, you can't. You, can, the, you, you got you can play they give you a sandbox you, you can can't touch with, the code you can't touch yeah you, you you just you run executables the only executables that can run are the executables they provide you with um versus you can execute code from literally anywhere possibly to your own detriment but typically you know with mods and stuff yeah. typically not so do you also have to worry like how when the stuff when modding went not too far but like like dark souls was unplay was literally unplayable <laughs> without a mod because right. like the winking and nodding at the mod scene right like d- d- Games got so tied up, I guess, at the mid to late 2000s in the mod scene. It was in the pre-DLC era where it was like you could ship a broken game. Right. And, <laughs> and people, the, they would kind of just expect modders to fix it. Yeah. And they did. And that was usually. like part part of playing Dark Souls. Was it? Was it? It, it was, was Dark Souls 1. And then, they, one. and then, well, the, I wouldn't quite say unplayable. It was close but it was like it was hard locked to 30 frames per second no no there were guys I thought hard there, there were resolution. launcher issues i remember like there were there were you, they might have been so i don't you, think it was ubiquitous you, yeah but you the ubiquitous stuff was i think it i was knew like, a lot of computers couldn't run i think it was hard locked to 1024 by 768 or some retardedly low resolution and hard locked to 30 frames per second and there were all kinds of bugs and um and eventually they they yeah there was mods and then various things to like fix Res- primarily resolution and frame rate issues yeah. um, were like the things that were the most kind of glaring. I had friends who tried to play it and it, would it not literally watch. wouldn't run even run. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the high point of like. But uh, I held off on it until the Prepare to Die edition because, like, yeah, I was like, oh, this sounds really cool, but I don't have a PlayStation and like I or whatever. What yeah. I didn't have a console at the time that could that would gonna play it and i was like well I, i'll just wait speaking of the wall guard thing it is interesting how even steam which is the most curated of all you can still bust into everything yeah steam steam lets you do all sorts of stuff they basically it's almost more of like a skin in a certain way i mean they they, they dip their it really toes is dip, into, it's just a gui yeah it really is yeah steam is a is a gui yeah, yeah and a storefront um but yeah it's uh I don't know, and and it and it, it it's it's it makes me wonder what it would even take, or if it's even really possible to. I mean, you can never go back, and you know that's part. You know, however much you might, you know, be like, I want the '90s back. I'm speaking to myself now. Um, obviously, it's not a thing. It's not possible. But uh, on the other hand, it's it, I don't know. It seems I don't know what what this uh, this this culture distortion that's happened, where everybody like because I mean that's the thing. It's like. How much money does... Well, I guess maybe they make a lot. Maybe they just make a lot of money. But how, how much money does EA make selling skins versus, like, acquiring 
the studio that makes the next Dota or or the next. Uh, well, I think those things are connected Fortnite. in their mind, right? Where I guess. we sell skins to buy the next. But you're eating the sequel. That's the thing about Saturday eating his children. Like they're eating the seed corn. Yeah. You know, like they're preventing the the condition of possibility for. Because, like, how much money has Valve made on Counter-Strike, right? Now you can buy a Counter-Strike executable, even before Counter-Strike uh, Global Operate, whatever it is, GO. I forget what the GO stands for. <laughs> but, like, you know, Counter-Strike was available as a packaged product not, like, maybe a year or two after the mod first launched. It was it was very, very fast. Um, they were they were snapped up. The, the Those guys were snapped up by, by Valve almost right away. And they've made Valve just an insane amount of money. And a large part of that was precisely because Half-Life 1 and 2 um, were so moddable. Were, were like designed by, and, you know, they, they were they were pretty open-ended and Valve gave people everything they needed to just to make their own game. You had all, remember like Action Half-Life 2 and oh my God, the, the mods for Half-Life and Half-Life 2 were, were just out of this world. There was incredible stuff. Um, how much money did valve i mean that's real if you want to think about it i think like in some ways even more than just the sales of half-life 2 per se like for people buying half-life 2 um because half-life 2 very much like all of these other games were were you know it's endless entertainment there's just always going to be another mod and a lot of them were just extremely high quality and some people played some people bought it purely for counter-strike you know before there was like a counter-strike um i mean bought half-life one just for counter-strike before before counter-strike was was uh was its own packaged product. So, uh, you know, when, when, you, when you factor in all of those sales, all of that revenue generated by Valve, that's really what made Valve the enormous success that it is today. And and I don't think Valve is not particularly negative. It doesn't seem that they're, they just haven't really put out put out anything to be modded in, in the recent past. Um, I mean, yeah, they're like, in so much as any, like there are even... What like every mod's been made that could be made for a Valve game? That's probably true. Like how the many more hats ones, can you yeah. add to Team Fortress? Like <laughs> right, which which was also a mod, of course. Yeah. Right, all the all the revenue that they've derived from Team Fortress Two is a result of Team Fortress being a mod. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, for I guess that was originally Quake, and then um, I guess there, there was a Quake Two mod, and and as I recall, so I guess that wasn't Valve per se, but it's still like the modding culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, no, it's it's well, but that's the thing is like if you allow developers or whoever the flexibility to like okay, you can insert your your wizard hat into the game. It's like, yeah, but we have a wizard hat that we want you to buy for a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I don't know that there's any at a certain level that's an irreconcilable difference. Um but, you know, I don't know. I obviously they don't really care what's best for consumers. To me, it's ultimately less about like quote unquote, what's best for consumer. I mean, that's the thing is you can always make the long-term argument here. I mean, and I don't think anybody would any either have any kind of problem with the idea that, um, like if your mod, first of all, if it like just, if it's just a way to circumvent, you know, copyright restrictions or DLC, if you're just providing DLC content without paying for it, like obviously that should be shut down. I don't think anybody has a problem with that really. I mean, um, I do for a lot of reasons. Well, whatever. But... Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to say like, yeah, okay. I mean, like, or that—that's just that would fall into the category of basically just straight up piracy, right? Yeah. Um. So based. Yeah. That, but it's just in that boat. But also, like Dice, we talk about kind of back to the original. They've like they used. So you used to like up until very recently. I don't think can you. I don't think you can still run your own battlefield servers. Or they. Oh, you no! You haven't been able to run your own servers in forever. 
for anything practically. I remember three for sure. You had you could do that. Might have been the last one. I mean, I I I you know cut my teeth on GameSpy, and, and we should maybe do something. Maybe we'll have to find another uh, old timer to talk about like the culture of specific because ser- like specific servers would have specific cultures. Oh, that's that and, was that was and, still a thing in three for sure. Like, yeah, no helicopters or certain people. People who, I remember I had a buddy who was like it was a very serious fucking server. I would watch him play on it, and he was a good enough chopper pilot to be given like permission to use helicopters. Because they didn't want to retards fucking right, right, right. messing with everything. Messing, messing with like, just, oh, the choppers are getting yeah. blown the fuck up because somebody's trying to learn how to fly. It's very uh Yeah, no, and and um, I remember when I think my I, I played a bunch of uh, you know Game Spy used to be kind of very wonky, but it would at least kind of halfway work some of the time. Um, but uh, server browsers in game were always the best, and and that was kind of like, and they would, I think they incorporated Game Spy technology. Game Spy was like a Imagine, uh, I guess, Zoomers in the audience, like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, long before there was uh, automated matchmaking and you know dedicated servers on the publisher side, we let the other we let IGN's competitor do it, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and um, well, they weren't even providing the servers; they were providing a service that you would basically. So so the idea was you would so when when you would when you with like when you would ship typically a first person shooter but but there were like other genres too but this was the obviously the main thing also third person shooters yeah. also third person shooters right <laughs> um, the game would typically ship with um, yeah you can install it and run it and play the single player campaign and and then there would be a multiplayer component uh, which was essentially split into do you want to play the game or do you want to run a server and because the company typically would not provide multiplayer servers that was all private um, and, and essentially, like, if you think about it, it's kind of insane. But I like, mean, well, if, if you're a Zoomer, it's a Minecraft server you buy, effectively. Yes. Same thing. Yes. But this was for but, every game. And but it was for every game, and you could just run your own. Yeah. And, and people would just run their own servers because that's what they liked to do because they were hobbyists, and this was very much part of that kind of hobbyist ethos. And um, you could set your server up with whatever. You could play the same. Yeah. You could, Which you could actually have kind of puts pay to the whole yeah. Zoomers not knowing how to do this stuff is that Minecraft Zoomers do. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Minecraft Zoomers are their own race, right? There's like Minecraft. Yeah, true. And they're... <laughs> Sorry, race. Oof. And they have strong opinions on race. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but wait. all this talk is wanting me. It's really. I know it's kind of a no. It's fine. A shift change. I just wanted to. I, I want to finish that. I want to talk about my most anticipated game. Okay, hurry, finish. I have my, my. It's very similar. Okay. Uh, well, just to, to round it out, then. So yeah. So so basically, people would run their own servers, and then they would they would have to broadcast, and you would ha- you would you, sometimes you would have to know just like the server IP, but they were typically you would make public, and, and that was especially if you wanted to you know be private and just play with your friends. But you would essentially put it out there like, hey, I'm running a server at this IP address or whatever, and and then you would have a, a utility. It started out as a separate Windows utility. Um, GameSpy was like its own program that would essentially crawl through all these IPs and tell you the server statistics, you know, this server is full, this server has this many people, this server has does whatever. Later on, that technology was incorporated into the actual launch game. And I, I have some of my fondest memories are, um, and, and you would even see sometimes the same people with this, like the same guy, the same handle on like different servers. And, and uh, Darth Mofo, if you're out there from uh, Jedi Knight 2, shout out to my boy. Uh, <laughs> used to used to carve up people with lightsabers in, in Jedi Knight 2. Um, across all sorts of different servers, uh, Darth Mofo, you are missed. Anyway, uh, yeah, where were you? Where were you going? So I want to change yours to my like most anticipated game of holiday, uh, twenty twenty one. I believe we we've talked a little bit off air about it. Uh, Fursan Al Aqsa, Knights of the Al Aqsa <laughs> Mons. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, and they kept trying to try, like shut it down. Oh god! Oh, it was, oh god! Shut it down. Uh, so and also want, I also have a game to compare it to, uh, because there is the CIA approved version of, the, of of a of this kind of game, but this is the uh, it's it's really so it seems like from what we can tell it looks like it's a kind of a golden eye clone looks it looks very golden sure, eye sure it's kind of a which is a vibe i mean that's yeah you know, that's a schmoo. especially like if you're doing the subversion of the tro- like it's doing like the subversion of the tropes where you play a palestinian who escapes a right really torture facility um which like happened this year a bunch of palestinians managed to get out on the earth so like but anyway uh he f- joins a totally not hezbollah or Islamic Jihad uh, group in their game. Like they have, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, yeah, yeah, we had him. Jo- it's a, it's called uh, for some night. You said you thought this was a CIA thing? No, or? no, there's a rival thing. Oh. There's a gay op. They're trying to gay op the energy. Oh, God. It's But it's it's fine. Like, it's, I'm not even going to touch it. Um, So, <laughs> in the first person, he'll yell out things like Ali Akbar. Uh, he fights um, uh, IDF and American soldiers. He's a, so he is in a good spot because he's, he's a, so the developer is a Palestinian. His father was uh, fought for Fatah, which was I don't know exactly how the politics. I th- I think Fatah f- folded into Hezbollah or they folded mm-hmm. into Islamic Jihad. Re- I'm not sure. I thought they were like the gay faction. They were like the gay Sivnat. We get well. No, they like they were part of the PLO. Everyone was PLO back when right. PLO was based. Yeah, I think the guy he fled. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know what happened to the f- most f- Fatah fighter. I'm, I imagine they folded into at this point they're folded into Hezbollah. Because they're the only game in town these days, right? If you're trying to fight. Anyway, so his father was a former Fatah fighter who in uh, they fleed uh, in 1982. And his uh, father uh, like taught him about video games. And he said he always wanted his son to develop a video game about the Palestinian resistance. Like, like, so like, he's just, like, ordained from birth. And apparently Brazil has some really good like free speech protections. And he was able to. I think he he mentioned once in one of his like, dev diaries how Steam did something like some kind of copyright. Not Steam did it, but like somebody claimed some kind of copyright strike on him, and he removed whatever the material was that was it in question, but also got some sort of ruling from the Brazilian like, court system saying it was a, a political work of free spe- free speech, and they have some level of protection. protection so that. so, and because like he will be targeted. Oh, there's some. So he has some level of thing. It's very uh, very uh. When you die, you be, it, the caption is you became a martyr. <laughs> Instead of like you died, it's you became a martyr. Uh, re- <laughs> rejoice. That's fucking <laughs> based. Yeah. Uh, it looked. It's obviously looked, looked. Is it? Is it now? It's early access, right? Or is uh, there's it, a there's a demo out right now. There's a demo out. Okay. That should make for some good content. We could also. It has a like a, what is it? Uh, like a, a halal heads up. It's uh, in this game. The player does not shoot Israeli civilians, women, children, elderly, only soldiers. In this game, there are no images of sexual content, illicit drugs, religious desecration, uh, hate speech against any group, ethnicity, religion, anti-Semitic propaganda against Jews. There's and no anti-Semitic propaganda in the disclaimer. That's a little unfortunate. I mean, he's shooting IDF soldiers. Sure, <laughs> sure. How much? Yeah. Uh, I have two words. Yeah. Absolutely uh, halal. Yeah. Uh, but so it's. <laughs> it's wonderful and it's there's been all kind of like kvetching actually i'm getting this all from a jerusalem post article which is great um because they're of course angry about it <laughs> can you imagine the butt hurt yeah now there is uh thanks to polygon uh there's apparently a or this actually predates this but it's really like a 
it's like the gay op version of this. It's called. Ever heard of Super Patriotic Dating Simulator? Oh my god! It's it predates this, but it was like it was like the same kind of thing. But wait, so what is what is poly, where does Polygon enter into this? Oh, they just covered this thing, and I saw it. Oh, you so you just yeah. saw? Okay, okay. But uh, it was like I was looking for things like this, and this came up as got like it, the system it. approved one. Uh huh. And it's a game by an Iranian woman. Oh god! It's like a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's obviously like has CIA written all over it, and it's like an Iranian expat in the U.S. Um, and she's infiltrating and dating. It's like a dating sim, and it. But I. But it was. There's like all. It's and it's really gross. There's all kind of like penis stuff associated with it, and. Uh, I would uh, the, the game follows Elodie, an average 19-year-old horny American girl who just happens to be a CIA super spy trained to infiltrate and take down ISIS in the, quote, best summer ever, exclamation point. It's designed to satirize the sexualization of dating sims as a genre, undermine the terror of ISIS, and challenge the, quote, dehumanizing, inaccurate, atrocious politics of American perception of Middle Eastern... People, as Smiley said, in the Kickstarter's artist yeah. statement, and it, it's just—it's like I just want to compare how fake this thing is compared to Knights of the Al Aqsa Mosque, and how much like which like which one do you think is a like talk about how like having propaganda isn't a, isn't like a doesn't just make you win, you have to have like a, a certain innate talent for it. I, I think it's we're seeing it are the grip slipping in like the Western intelligence services. That like a, a, there's some Brazilian kid, of or Palestinian, Brazilian right, Palestinian. Right, he's just BTFOs. He's like well, because he's just because all of Zog's propaganda apparatus. Yeah, with this one weird trick. Yeah, it's like you just do an honest <laughs> video. Like yeah. if you're not trying to do some weird commentary on commentaries, like yeah. and no one, no, I no, I'd never heard that game. Right, but and then there's like this legit thing apparently coming out December holiday, uh, twenty one, which yeah comes into my our other. Yeah, what's up game. with Six Days in Fallujah, guys? Like, where's our game? So, we, we were supposed to have this by now. We were going to yeah, be like... We've seen no more trailers. I think... So, my theory is, unfortunately, because I was really psyched for it and still am, you can listen to... If you if you can stand the audio quality, that's probably <laughs> my favorite episode we did. It's a great episode. Um, I think when they put out that trailer, there was they were quietly back-channeling to a publisher to acquire them and give them the money to finish. I no th- one came forward. I think they poisoned the well enough in the media that no publisher, or I don't know if they had a pub, or maybe not a publisher, but like some kind. Some, yeah, no, I, I think they already that. had a publisher, but like they were, I think shop. They were shop. That was that trailer was not just for the customer. Yeah, that was shopping it to somebody. That was kind of a vertical slice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to get somebody to half acquire or just do something. They were trying to raise money, and I think the media kind of poisoned pill enough because I think, and you could, and looking back on it with that view the coverage makes more sense because like why would the gamers never gave a shit about like moral implications of they they were just saying the word racism over and over again effectively (laughs) which is which is so dumb i mean you see you see that also i mean it's 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 even like how much if they just would just say how much money they need i would they get it if they just crowd if they say hey we need we need need like 10 million dollars yeah they probably they'd probably get it oh for sure um well, the thing is, like, the race, like, I mean, I think every, who the hell gives a shit about anti-Middle Eastern brown person racism? Like, it's not the shot anymore. Everybody, yeah. under, like, what do we, it's just nobody's racist against, it's just not a thing. Like, I mean, even, I mean, like, the MAGA people don't care. 
normie Republicans don't care. So like, dude, where, white nationalists don't care. White nationalists, it's just like, it's just like, who cares? Yeah, like, it's, it's just not a thing. I think the only guy who's really giving a shit is what's the what's the guy in France who's running the Jew running? For oh, uh, Pompidou, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Pazou, Pazou, oh. yeah, whatever. Really. Yeah, like he's the guy. Like, if you're looking for that, it's like him, and like no one else. Everyone else is kind of like moved on to bigger and better shots. You know, right, right. Um, so I don't know. It's yeah, it's unfortunate. That makes sense. I don't know. It's I hope it. I hope I really want to play. I've been wanting to play it since I heard it was announced in whatever it was two thousand six yeah. or something. Like it, it you know whenever twenty eleven. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that really sucks. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, well let's let's hope that let's hope that something. I hope we at least get a source code leak or something like that. Something, right? Well, yeah. they clearly have a lot of assets. I mean, they, you know, they, they, yeah. the game is in, it seems I, like it's, okay, you know, in a fairly advanced state of production. Although um, it's hard to tell from like what they sh- actually showed of gameplay. That could have all been like one level. Does they design, like that could even be a, if it, that could be a handcrafted yeah, hand level they designed. That's true. And, they, that's and they're true. saying we can, we can their do pitch the, we was, can, yeah. you know, we get somebody to acquire this or deal or come in to fund this. We delay it a year and we can add in XYZ after we get the money right yeah um which i ugh, whatever it sucks i wish they would and i don't think and i think like they've also made it toxic enough that i don't think kickstarter would touch it yeah perhaps kickstarter is pretty fucking uh, gay oh yeah they are yeah they are oh man <laughs> uh well let's 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 wait and see what happens i guess um was there other? I'm trying to, there was one other little tidbit based on on before we maybe transition to our final topic. Um, that uh, did you see this? That that uh, that there's a there's a tranny now in Battlefield. Not technically a tranny, but whatever. oh yeah, they did a they them. There's a they them, which like I don't know. I mean, yeah, we are. It, it it to me it's just sort of like I mean it's not all video games are they them <laughs> at this point, right? No, but like just the concept is kind of like. Makes sense for for video game characters of the day because they're not really, well, <laughs> they're not really real. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a figment of your imagination. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I I it's not. It's not. I think they. I think they already had one in Rainbow Six, um, the new Rainbow Six. Yeah. Well, this got overshadowed by the other thing. Personally, is with with the the Vanguard thing. Yeah, I guess we should we should we should transition to van- transition haha to 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 Vanguard, which was um, a, it's so much of a hotter brown woman mess. All right, let me. Okay, so I'm gonna. I don't know how. how should I do live reacts or should I? I want to get your live react for this because this is such a. Me, th- but I think we're gonna have to like let me play the whole video first, maybe, or should I interject? Uh, you interject, whatever. All right, yeah. well, let's see how it goes because I don't. I, the, the problem is it's not gonna be showing up on the audio, but whatever. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, the German imperialism over India. Holy shit. Where? So they're in the. Okay, so there were British regiments. Yeah, there are sepoys. No, 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 no. I that I know, and there were British. Re- there, there was actually quite intense fighting. That took uh, what was it? The the bridge over the River Kwai. If, if yeah. you ever seen River it, like Kwai, the, you know uh, the the whole campaign in Burma was quite exactly quite brutal, brutal. and but, also a massive British were, defeat, which yeah. results in a shitload of POWs. Yeah, 
about a third. Were they, to, they weren't fighting. They weren't fighting like like Wehrmacht in Burma. Were no, they? they were fighting Japanese. That's what I'm saying. Soldiers. So like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are they speaking German in Burma? Why, why are there Stahlhelms and German speakers? Because she's in a jungle or something. Yeah, so she's in, I think she's supposed to be in India, I think. But but that makes even less sense. Yeah. Uh, so the the real versions of this were, like, recruited from POWs to fight for the Japanese against the... The British imperialists, yes, like it was the it, it was the Allies who were the imperialist yeah. power. Like if you're doing this bit, if you were like if you and I know they're, they're probably it's probably lazy as shit, and I'm giving them too much credit, but there were legitimate plans for in 1942 about a possible landing in uh, by the Germans in the west of India, and you kind of the Japanese come from this side. And the Germans' theory was we wouldn't have to bring in too many forces. We could just like say, "Hey, you because wanna... we'll just start yeah. handing out rifles." Well, it's, of course, not either. It's not also not an accident that India achieved independence in 1947 immediately after the war. It was the, <laughs> as a result of the Japanese, uh, sold like the Japanese-backed faction became a major faction in Indian politics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because they're anti-imperial. I mean, okay, the Japanese were also I, imperialist. If you were to do this game, but, like, right? Exactly. You would do like, in theory, if I, I'm giving them way too much credit, maybe the, I like, should say the Allies. I should say the British. Yeah. The U, the U, the, the UK. Yeah. The British Empire was like, yeah. you know, at, at least as imperialist as, as the Japanese. Yeah. I mean, and and the Germans were there was no, compa- there was no comparison. But also, so I think if you were, if they're trying to do a narrative where you're shooting Germans in India, in theory, you could do it like. It was like the advance parties for a possible invasion, and this badass whammon is why there was never a German invasion <laughs> I of mean, India. I guess, but like, why the? It, it just doesn't make any. The, why the, they're uniformed uh, German soldiers with like right MP40s? Oh my god! And, and like, and 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 the uh, you have a, a, a look a badass Indian whammon or not? Like an- motivated by anti-imperialism, anti-colonialism, joins the. He's definitely not going to be shooting Germans. Like, also, would she's not be shooting British. Also, like, would not be allowed into the Sepoy regiments for yeah. Uh, the, for, for not the British may have not given a shit, but the 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 if that got out that like right. the, the oh, British, by the way these people are women are being recruited yeah. into the Sepoys <laughs> that would literally spark a mutiny yeah. like uh, uh, and yeah. not no one would even question that it would spark a mutiny like right. that would yeah. Yeah. So, in fact, the the, the last sepoy mutiny <laughs> was when the British government attempted to execute the uh, collaborators with the with the Japanese. I didn't know that. That was the last. It was like forty six, and that caused a, that caused, that caused a, a navy mutiny, a couple ships mutinied, and a couple uh, barracks mutinied, and they just said, "Okay, we're not gonna we're not messing with that." They anymore. let them, they and let then them they go. achieved independence a year later. You know? Yeah. So, like, one of the conditions of independence was actually that they couldn't allow any of these guys into the military. Which guys? The Japanese, the guys who fought for Japan. Oh, uh, that was like the British. One of the like, like the one condition, and they were like fine, and they just used him as like uh, paramilitary guys <laughs> in like Kashmir and shit. Yeah. Because like, wow, oh, we have all these guys, like, right, and they're super like Indian nationalists, so of course you, of course you they're fine. They, yeah. they use them in every single gay op and yeah. Uh, against the Chinese, against the Pakistanis, well, a couple of them did actually make it into the military because any getting give, give, give a shit well, after, about I mean, applying. After, what, yeah. Once the British are out, like, yeah. what are they gonna do? Yeah, um, uh, Sandra Bose actually gets routinely denied some level of. There's like a, apparently some political status that like Gandhi has and a couple others have. Sandra Bose was actually even the most based of all these guys was doing it 
in During, Europe. Yeah. And then after the European invasion of, or the, yeah, I guess the Gentile invasion of India fell apart. He uh, got a summer, like he agreed with Hitler. Okay. I'm going to go to India and try to do it there myself. And he ended up falling with the Japanese and became commander there. Uh, he was probably murdered after the war by somebody. He was on a plane. Japanese were flying him to either Formosa, so some island where they were had holdouts, and his plane like mysteriously got shot down or crashed. Or, as as happens, yeah. as happens to nationalist leaders <laughs> yeah, in their right. 40s and 30s, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's been he's always every year they or they every year but they they routinely his party became like a normie party. Actually, it's one of the normie conservative parties in India. They always or every few years they'll apply for him to get this like. Especially founding father yeah. status that a few only a few people have in india and he probably has like a very legitimate claim to yeah anti you know right to nationalist activism of anybody right and uh, he they always get shut down because of like diplomatic concerns it's funny that it's not even it's like a it's like the normie conservative well, it's party. funny too because like there's none of these type it's not even just that the swastika is like if you ever travel to you know south asia you'll see it's just everywhere and you know people just, yeah. I mean, it's an ancient holy symbol yeah. of peace but uh, Hitler himself, the man, is like quite popular still. Yeah. I mean, like people don't, and there's definitely no like hangups. Some of the like, the super educated Brahmin types, they they kind of they they they're, they've exposed been exposed enough to Zog media that they understand, you know, that's not. But but like the average, if they're aware of Hitler at all, it's like, I mean, this is you know he's a, he was a really powerful man who like let it you know be, who you tried know, to help uh, India and that's and because yeah. they're nationalists that's like, and he marched under a swastika yeah. and you know yeah. and, and he fought the British when right before you know yeah. during the period where we you know when well, we were fighting the British too yeah. also fighting the British you know? yeah. so it's like what do, they, what do you expect them, how do you expect them to feel you know yeah. it's like oh god yeah so yeah um, that trail man, that's something else. this Vanguard thing is something else too I'm wondering like I guess World War II survives in the in the like in the in the common consciousness to some extent still is like oh it you don't need to feel guilty about about murdering mooks it's like you know quote unquote the good war like you, there was a little bit of this dynamic with the um the war on terror stuff where it's like oh they're just terrorists you know so it's sort of like whatever it's like morally neutral to good to to, to kill them um and then, of course, you know, this is going to be a, like a people that like playing the terrorist faction and Counter-Strike or whatever. But uh, I, I just wonder how much, like, the World War II thing is just so played out. I know we did, the, and I think it was the same on the episode of Call of Duty. You know, we discussed, like, because, you know, Call of Duty and Medal of Honor and all these, you know, or, or mid to late 90s to early to mid 2000s first-person shooters were, were, it was so, it was the era of, you know, Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan and, the last gasp of the the goy exploitation, right? Yeah, that's a good, there you go. <laughs> uh, where where like the I think the veterans were mostly die starting to die out for real. So I think there's a, still a couple hanging around, but mostly they're all gone now. Um, and and now as that, you know, I think that that's why they're so worried about the Holocaust stuff. They keep they keep emphasizing it more and more because people actually legitimately either legitimately aren't aware or just seriously don't give any shits like that's ancient history happened 75 years ago quote unquote happened 75 years ago like who cares um but like i mean i guess it's 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 a it's an interesting setting tactically in certain ways because you have you have uh fully automatic weapons but they're not necessarily you know mostly people are you know fighting with semi-automatic grands if on the american side and well, and also, I mean, you know, most—I don't think line infantry were typically issued full, fully automatic 
weapons on any side. Is that, do you know? I don't think so. Not, I mean, outside of like special. There That's were some, what I mean, line were, infantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we're not so so mostly it's, you want to get me that type of like the Soviet guards rifles and stuff like, you know, but yeah like, we're not sure gonna do that. yeah, yeah, when, yeah. And, and special operations forces on the yeah, German yeah. side develop was it the uh, FG42 and all that yeah, stuff yeah. yeah so um, yeah of course you had that with paratroopers yeah. and stuff but but mostly it wasn't and, and then you had you had explosives and artillery but you also had you know maneuver and it was just yeah. it was oh. like a kind of interesting you could do a whole oh we can't do like, I, 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 I can tease something I'll never do an episode comparing Russian special forces theory, American and German, and how they were all. I think that would be cool. I don't know why. Yeah, but like it's, do that. I mean, uh, we do a lot of research, but whatever. Yeah, but basically, like to break it down real quick, Americans do that like commando thing. Everybody's like Delta Force, the yeah. small team of highly trained guys. The Russian thing is you do bet guys who are purpose built, better gear, better stuff. The German one is really wild, where you just have you have a pool of guys who are really good, like paratroopers or SS guys. And for special operations things, instead of doing a purpose-built brick of Spetsnaz you pull from, you just have, like, a couple, not a lot, like, a handful of really fucking good officers, like, cream of the crop. It's very Prussian style of doing it. And they handpick out of a pool of, like, regular line guys who are really good for, like, single, and they train for, like, a single mission. Mm. It's like a kind of a hyper interesting. It's like a, yeah. it's a fusion of the two. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the missions of free Mussolini when he was captured the first time and, and, and the second time. We're both like, this guy just, he's like, he's the guy who does special operations. It's just this one guy. And he goes, picks a team of guys. <laughs> like, okay, I want you and they train for that. just that one thing. Sure. And they go, and they're done. Like, they're, they don't stay together. It's very interesting. But Interesting. So they don't do it, like, by unit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I at a certain level, I kind of get it. But at another level, it's like, I don't know. I mean... How much longer can they milk the like? I'm I'm curious to see how it does. I guess is 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 because I don't think the what was it the Call of Duty World War Two didn't seem like it went particularly well. Yeah, it was weird too. They would like they just like they just kind of did it. I don't yeah, think it wasn't there wasn't like much lead up, and they were like, yeah, we're gonna do another World War Two game, and I guess people played it. So that battlefield thing looked cool. We'll do that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they were doing that kind of thing where they had like weird prototypes and shit. They were doing like World War because Battlefield did like World War One yes. plus. You know, with like yeah. all the DLC, right? All like the weird prototypes, and Call of Duty do the same thing, where it's like, all oh, we we have like the proto red dot site, yeah, yeah that's yeah. just a red dot site in terms of gameplay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I will. I don't know. I'm curious how how it gets how it gets received and stuff, or or I don't know. Maybe there's just you want a hot take on the on the mod yeah, tools of thing. Of course. The reason you can't do like high end mod tools anymore is because they know that we'd make, oh absolutely everybody would make it yeah exactly be like yeah be slash our mods slash. yeah it's like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can only. I mean, you know, let your imagination run wild, or just sub out all like for Pramila Bakesh or whatever her name was. Like, yeah, you know, do a um, my countryman. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, do a just like put all white people. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Like, just like remove all the all the non whites yeah. from the game and and put on all the assets. Like, yeah. Okay. Remember how butthurt they were of that guy who recut the first Star Wars sequel? Yep. Uh, like he like removed all the women or some shit. Yeah. And they were like. They were really, really butter, like really, really and no bad. one. I, I couldn't even. I mean, I, I, yeah. I had, I would watch a curiosity, but it was like too, too much effort to find the torrent of that. Right, right. But like, if there was, say, a, you know, alternate history battle, of the bulge thing, like, yeah, I'd probably play the shit out of it. Or like, how easy would it be to make like, you know, fall of Berlin, 
but you yeah, should tell but, from the other side. You or you could just do, yeah, you could do like horde defense, fall of Berlin. Yeah. Like like that would like you have you have to lose mechanically at a certain point, but yeah. like in the meantime you're gonna take down as many or like Far Cry werewolves where you're playing in like yeah. in you're you're playing a partisan unit like because in a, in a total conversion, especially when nowadays all the work's done for you. So in theory, like if you get your hands on the Far Cry source code, wouldn't be that much of a no, tweak to yeah, not at all. Not at all. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably a good good place to wrap up. Um, I can't say I am I am curious to play Deathloop, uh, despite the Idris Elba thing. But that's already out. It was came out. I guess maybe companies are ignoring the. I I don't even know what's in the in the release window for the next. Um, Oh, you know what we didn't talk about it at all, but it's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it maybe later. Is this this completely botched N sixty four emulation on the um, on the Nintendo Switch? Did you see this? I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I heard like, it on the Daily Show. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know. I maybe I haven't. What which episode was it? I don't remember. Doesn't but matter. it was. They were just bitching because it's like it's much more expensive. It's fifty dollars a month, and you get like altered. And you get, you get like, the Sega stuff too, but it's like two. It's licensing is it's all. You fucked. get like ten games, and they don't even run well. And they didn't even run well from what I was seeing, like single player. Anyway, we should. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, this seems like a relatively rare, just complete fail from Nintendo. I, and I don't quite know. Like, I get, I get. Emulation is is pretty good, and you know, it, obviously, it's kind of a legal gray area at best, particularly if you if you you know, whatever. But um, I I'm, I think there's a there's a there's a valid utility. There's a there's a um, there's a space in the market for c- companies to provide access to their back catalog on their current systems in a kind of if it just works and it you know plays well and feels good and everything is kind of where it should be, like you know I I could see myself very easily paying five bucks or whatever for yeah. you know do some kind of meme with like you know like the you know paying ten dollars for Skyrim for the eighteenth time like no but then you know uh, paying ten dollars for Ocarina of Time for the for the tenth time, it's like yeah, yeah. you know, like I'll, I'll absolutely play Ocarina of Time on my Switch, and I'll pay Nintendo five ten bucks, whatever. Um, even though I can, you know, probably get an N sixty four emulator running, and and I have my Zelda sixty four, you know, Nintendo sixty four cartridge like on me, you know, so it's not. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll still I'll still you know I'll, I'll pay Nintendo whatever I don't care. Yeah. But it has to look good and feel right and play well, and and it just doesn't do any of that. It seems like it's just. I think it's part of why they made the Mario the whole Mario Maker thing. Is because yeah, it, it was yeah, just yeah. easier to do that than it was yeah. to constantly. Well, there's another talk about mods and that yeah, whole yeah. scene, like and those levels are way, and they sell, and they sold it to people as yeah. like, yeah, of course people are gonna you know make their own stuff maybe, but the main thing is you want to play the cool levels that other people have designed. Mm-hmm. There's a whole subgenre of that. Have you seen of speed like speed running those levels? Yeah, speed running those levels, and we'll have to we wanted to talk about speed running at, at maybe another time, but um, not just that, but of like basically um, how to say. Like like hands off levels. I don't know what there was some term that I saw. There's like thematic. Around. Like so there's. Well, no, it's like it's like really insane shit happening on the screen. But the whole idea is basically you just let the level like it, the the level itself is designed in such a way that it will bounce Mario around. Yeah. You have all these crazy, you know, the booze yeah. and the they have like the, the music and, ones that like like do yeah. that, but they're playing. They're using yeah. the, the, the the actual stuff to play yeah. like to make us. There's all kinds of crazy inventive shit happening there. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe it's not worth um, dwelling on or, or doing too much more. I I just I just um, yet another case, I guess, or maybe that to to bring it back around to circle back, is uh, uh, 
here you have another case of the official company. And in fact, a company that, that has nothing better to do with its time than develop a program that's going to supposedly emulate an N64, which is their, again, their, their own thing. Um, but you know, homebrew hobbyists do it way better than Nintendo themselves. Yeah. And I think also there's, they have a, there's like cultural reasons why they, why they can't buy sure. out somebody and just sure. take their emulator. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. No, of course they're not going to, Nintendo in particular is not going to do that. Um, also cause like those people don't speak Japanese. So like how, if you how were to they integrate, so them, integrate them, the them into your dev team, but you don't even need to integrate them. You could just, you know, pay them or whatever. It doesn't, or not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or, or just sort of like look the other way to some extent. I mean, again, I don't, I don't begrudge Nintendo or anyone trying to make money off their back catalog, especially if it means that it's going to be more available for, for more people. And who doesn't want to play Ocarina of Time on their Switch? I think $50 a month to subscribe to a service like is outrageous. But, uh, you know, maybe that's part of what's going on. But if it ran well, at least as well as the stuff you, you know emulating on your PC, it would be a different proposition. Uh, I don't know. It, it's... Um, it's weird. I don't know. I, I guess they're still trying to. Nintendo, I think, is still caught up in the in the mindset. I'm, I'm learning this also about Legos because now you know, <laughs> Siege Toddler. It's sort of like we're in the moving into a Lego phase, and it's like Lego shit never goes on sale, just never ever. Because yeah. Lego's like, yeah, we could charge you whatever, and you're gonna pay it because <laughs> it's Lego. And they're right, and, and uh, Nintendo is mostly right. But I, I wonder, you know, um, given how much of a disaster this is, um, like. I, <laughs> If the choice is, you know, doing something that's kind of gray area to maybe technically illegal um, versus paying a nominal amount of money but having it run nice and look good on your actual Switch, like a lot of people, myself included maybe, would, would be happy to pay the 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever, 20 bucks maybe, depending. Um, but but like $50 a month for a shoddy substandard thing that doesn't even really work well. And there were problems with the um, apparently the, the Mario Kart 64 emulation where... Uh, it's 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 not even doing the thing because like, because technically speaking, Ooh, don't want you say it. What's that? How many of how much of it you might be people realizing those games aren't actually that good? That well, maybe to some extent compared but, to because they're playing modern Switch Mario well, Kart the pro- and they go to N64 yeah, Mario Kart. Yeah, oh like, wow, well, this is trash compared to the new stuff. So I haven't really even played the new stuff, so, and and my def- my default remains the Mario Kart 64. So <coughs> so there's that. But but even without that, no, it's like I don't know if you've seen the videos. Like it, the problem is their netcode. One of the many things going on with it is oh, there's DRM shit and it's fucking it up. It's sure. not even DRM, believe it or not. I mean, I'm sure there there is, is DRM on the on there the is editor, DRM yeah. and it's fucking. It, but it's it's more that the netcode is not using rollback code. It's using everybody has to be synced at all times code, which means if somebody's ping suddenly spikes, like everybody's emulation freezes for that number of frames. So so it's just like freezing every couple frames for a couple frames. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just atrocious. I think we end the episode on that. It's pretty wet. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. Tink t- brings all that together. Yeah. So so yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Nintendo will sort that out. Maybe not. In the meantime, uh, hope you all have enjoyed, and um, we will we will uh, make sure to to follow all this stuff. Uh, thanks also, of course, always to our subscribers. We always appreciate. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find our you can find our uh, subscription you know just a little donation thing on on anchor anchor.fm. We're trying to I, I need to set up I guess a crypto people a lot of people have been asking like oh how can we contribute maybe you know Monero or something I should I should, we should just set up a Monero wallet we'll we'll figure that out. 
But um, in any case, thank you, everybody. Again, hope you have enjoyed and uh, take care. Tom, girls are dumb.